Welcome to Unspoken Podcast. I'm Coach Hulk. I'm here with Coach Jones and Coach Reddick. Yep, what's up? Today we're going to be talking with CJ. He's a uh, transfer running back. We're going to be talking about National Signing Day and uh, why he chose Quincy and what the process was. So uh, without further ado, CJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, what's up, Coach Hulk? Uh, I'm from Mississippi. Um, I'm currently a sophomore in college. I came from Bearhaven University. All right, and what uh, what uh, brought you over to Quincy? Um, mostly I just wanted to get out of state and show somewhere I can showcase my talent for real. So, who initially uh, recruited you? Like when you started your process? Um, he's a running back coach at Austin P University of Austin P right now, but. Uh, Coach McNeil. Okay. Okay. All right. And then, uh, so who who uh, ended up bringing you over here at Quincy? Uh, I had got in contact with Coach Red. I just kept emailing him, emailing, him, sending my film, and he finally hit me back, and we just uh, hit it off. Then you know what's crazy? I think you emailed me. I mean, sorry, not emailed. Right? We get into yeah. that topic a whole nother. <laughs> you know, but um. <laughs> You DM me as well, but uh, you got lost in the shuffle, right? You got buried by all these tens of thousands of uh, DMs that I get. Um, but when I pulled your name up, when I followed you on Twitter once you got here, uh-huh. um, I saw that you had been messaging me as well. Um, and it's kind of like, uh, what did you think about that? Did you think I was ignoring you, or what did you think? Uh, once I seen all them followers you had and stuff, I, know, I already assumed that, okay, I'm a I'm an athlete in the transfer portal, so I already know it's gonna be plenty of other athletes just like me trying to email and get in contact with other coaches and hit you up. So I really wasn't tripping about it. I was just like I was always told if you send it more than once, then it'll pop up mm-hmm. again at that the top true. of the screen. That is true. Yeah, yeah, because it shows when when you see messages, when you see DMs, right? Mm-hmm. So. um that's just one of the things, right? That's the nature of the beast. We got thousands of kids messaging us, and we don't always get to those DMs, correct? Yeah, right. You think that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I have messages that I haven't, I've gotten in October I haven't even been able to get to yet just because there's so many. But, uh, you know, once once we finally got in touch with you, you know, Coach Reddick had talked to you and whatever, you know, were you able to come for a visit? How did that work for you? Um. I ain't come for a visit because the drive was like nine hours away, and at the time everything was looking funny, and I ain't know if I really wanted to come or not. So I was just trying to see, figure things out. Yeah. So, so once you actually decided to commit here, what what made you make that decision? I really just somewhere. Somewhere I can call home and just play football. Like, it wasn't even – like, I had other offer coming out of the transfer portal or entering the transfer portal, but it was just um, talking to Coach Reddit and seeing that it's, uh, it's a new league, a new beginning, so I just wanted to take advantage of that. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that definitely makes sense. Like, uh, you know, why not come be a part of something great? Like uh, Coach Reddick says all the time. 
But uh, once you finally got here and, you know, we were able to show you around and see the campus and the field and all that stuff, like how did you feel about your decision at that point? I think I had already made my mind up. Um, let's see. Once I once I was in the press box and started thinking about a lot of stuff, that when I really just knew, okay, I'm here. Time to work. All the other stuff to the side. So when you say thinking about other stuff, elaborate on that for me because I know, right, we all – was players at one point of time, right? And when you say thinking about stuff, do you think about like envisioning yourself making touchdowns, breaking tackles, you know, like things like that of nature? Yeah, it will cover things like that. Like me um doing all that stuff you said and plus uh being from home, that was that was really the the biggest part. Like I don't mind being from home but I'm from Mississippi and Illinois. That's a that's a big jump. And they're, they're really my first time just out of state, staying out of state for this long. So that's all. That's almost coast to coast. You going from Mississippi to Illinois? We got one other state above us. Uh, and you traveled all the way from Mississippi to get all the way to Illinois. Yeah. Um, that one thing. Um, I mean, I ain't scared to take a risk. It just was a risk I had to take, make for myself. And um, mostly just just try to stay out of trouble. Okay. Um. So, uh, tell me something uh, about your like everyday. What's your What's your daily schedule? Right. I mean, so far since you've been here, uh, what's different? What's similar to other colleges? Um, what's some stuff you can you can tell me about your day? Um. I have a lot of I got a lot of more free time though. Um like I have two classes Monday through Thursday, one class on Friday, so it's a lot of free time. But I really don't do nothing in that spare time. It just I just really hang around y'all mostly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, we're awesome, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why you're right here on this podcast with us, right? <laughs> yeah. Um so are you have you felt the need to um, be able to do that. Um, do you think there was something that was a possibility uh, as a player to be able to spend time with your coaches, like hang out in their office and stuff like that? I mean, you got to you gotta trust the coach and what they doing because, they, of course, they hire for a reason. They just not going to hire any coaches. And yeah. I feel like a coach and player build that bond together and player to player be that bond, the team will be, you know, more united and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not just uh it's not just we the coach, you the athlete. It's more of what's the what's the relationship that we have with our players, right? Yeah, it it's more like a a a guidance. Like it just not oh coach uh let's see how the word is. It's not just Player, you do this as a coach. It's more of I'm gonna teach you how to do this. We're gonna get it right, and we're gonna get better at it. So yeah. So I mean, you're you're not at the end of the day. I mean, you're not just a number to us, right? Like you're somebody that we care about. You as a person, we care about you know your ability to grow as an athlete and a student. 
you know, so we invest the time in you that you're willing to invest into yourself. Yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like since I've been here, it's been more of a, not just a number, but trying to build me as a person, get me ready for the outside world, the, the real world. Right. And so, I mean, I, I really only have one more question for you in, in that aspect. And then, you know, Coach Jones and Coach Reddick can talk to you. But what would you tell somebody that was thinking about coming here? So now that you're here, you made the decision to come here and you see what we have to offer. What would you give to advice to somebody who was kind of on the border thinking whether they wanted to come here or not? Um, I actually talked to uh a kid, uh, Nigel Johnson, he's a quarterback, and I just hit him up because he was considering coming here. Was in his top three, and I was like, um, tell him how I was a transfer, and I just bet it on myself. I mean, I know my potential and what I can do, and I was just like, I was just telling him that the the system here is. It's a lot better than other schools because the coaches are not real. Like it's a business thing to them. Mostly, all the coaches in the college football, it's a business. So you got to treat it like a business. You got to treat it like a job. And he was just telling me um, that was real and stuff. And he he was telling me he said that. We'll be the first one to know what his decision is, but I'm pretty sure he probably come here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I know. Uh, I don't know if Coach Jones has any other questions for you, but I know Coach Reddick did a little bit of homework on you, so uh, you know, I think we're gonna take a look at that, see what Coach Reddick found out about you, have him talk to you a little bit more about that. So, right. Coach, was he a bum? I, I want to know out, out, out of high jump. school. Yeah, was he? Was no, he a bum? Okay. I ain't gonna say he was a bum. I mean, <laughs> you know, he did his senior year win running back of the year. So I mean, I wouldn't consider him a bum his senior year. Okay. Uh, but let me ask you something. Yeah. What was the biggest difference from the first time, right, being a senior, trying to look for a college, trying to make the right decision, versus now, right? You and been in college for two years now. You entered the transfer portal. Like, what? What is your thought process on both of those? Is it the same? Is it different? Coming out of high school and now, well, a month ago probably, it was like it was near the same. Coming out of high school, it was a lot of people in my ear, and I wouldn't. I just didn't know. The, the things I know now about college football because coming out of high school is like uh, CJ, you either got this choice or this choice, and you already, uh, if I was you, I'd rather take four years over two. And I'm like, uh, it was just, I was, I was young. I ain't had much sense, so I just listened to what people were telling me. and. I just went off of that. Which I th- I think that's pretty common for a lot of guys leaving high school versus, like you said, like once you actually went through the process, once you understood how college football really works, it kind of, you know, once you enter the transfer portal, now it's like, okay, I know what to look for, what not to look for, what do I want to do for the next couple of years and what I don't want to yeah. do for the next couple of years. But when 
when I had um in when I first entered the transfer portal, mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know how I was gonna get there. It was just uh, I wanted to leave. I had my mind set up that I know, I know my worth, and. If you if a person know their worth, they not gonna sit and just wait on something to happen. They gonna go after it. So mm-hmm. I just jumped out there and went out there. Yeah, you were pulling the Forrest Gump, man. Yeah. You left without packing up anything. You just <laughs> took off running. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't so, even know where you were going. Just took off running. So in high school, right? Yeah. Now, did you rush for two twenty three hundred yards in your senior year, or was that combined? Nah, that was my senior year. So your senior year, you rushed for twenty three hundred yards, twenty three hundred and twenty nine touchdowns. Who please. allowed you to do that? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, please tell us about that. Like, 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 uh, what was you, like? How did you feel rushing that many times? How did it feel to touch the end zone that many times? Well, just hearing them numbers, I know you were tired. I mean, I wasn't even. It wasn't even the tired part because I still my last game I had an ankle injury. And I still rushed for over 100, uh, 150 or something like that. So Who was that against? Uh, Heritage Academy. Okay. They won a state championship like last year, two years, two years back to back. Well, that's because you graduated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they allowed you to uh, rush for 100 yards on a bum, on a bum ankle. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, ankle. I had like, it was one or two touchdowns, but – I I took it as I took it as we 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 got better every game. Like from the time I got there my sophomore year from to my senior year, like every game got better. Like we started aiming for two hundred yards a game instead of a hundred yards coming from my junior year. And it was just all of it was just clicking together like that. O line they was Dedicated to get pancakes because they want more stickers on their helmet or stuff like that. Okay, 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 okay. So when you 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 spoke on knowing your worth, right? Yeah. Knowing what you did in high school, mm-hmm. right, and then you chose the college that you chose. Did you feel like you was being used to your full potential? Is that one of the reasons why you did leave, you did enter the transfer portal? Because, like you said, right, you know your worth. Once you know your worth, you know what you could bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You know how a team's supposed to value you and things like that. So did you feel like, damn, I was, I was just a top running back, literally. I just won running back of the year. I was the top dog in Mississippi. You did all these different things. Mm-hmm. Then you get to college, and it's like, y'all acting like y'all know who I am. Or what I can do. I'm gonna just say certain people's system don't fit everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wasn't the right system for me because I wasn't I wasn't ready to wait. Like wait for what? Because somebody got a one more year or got to beat the Russian record. You got other players that come in every day, work their butt off, don't complain, don't have their head down, keep moving forward every day when they want to probably have a good feeling or stop playing football or do some more stuff. It just was 
you you gotta know you gotta know that uh, it's our way or another way. So, do you regret your decision that you made out of high school, or are you treating this more as a learning experience? And like like you said, right? You sat by you sat behind a couple guys who possibly could have broke records at that school, who possibly could have went pro or whatever the case may be. And so. Did you, was you more like in your head, like, damn, that should be me, or was you like, let me wait my turn? I know my opportunity is going to come at some point, whether it's here or somewhere else. Um, uh, I think I will. I take it as more of a lesson. I take it more as a lesson because I really like. I know some way God got my back and. He would have he would made away from me like how I got here. I never thought I'd be in Illinois like not a day in my life. So, yeah. and it 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 really like you gotta. I knew I didn't want to wait. I knew I was ready to play. I was like they wanted me to gain weight. I did that. I got faster. They wanted me to get faster. I did that. And it wasn't no more excuse that they could give me. So I knew right then when I asked a question and he couldn't answer it, I was it was I was gone. Yeah, you were checking all your boxes and basically after you checked all those boxes, he was like, I really don't have a reason for why you're not starting, you just not starting. Mm-hmm. So does that play with your mental a little bit? As far as now, like now you in the portal and you are now you looking for a school, you have all these boxes that need to check off before you make that decision. So like did that conversation with you and that coach at the time, did that mentally be like, okay, well, damn, like you don't got no answer for me. So like why did you recruit me or did you, again, did you look at it as, okay, he don't have no answers for me here. So obviously this is not the place for me. I need to go do what I need to go do. Uh, I knew why he recruited me uh, my second year. My second year there, I knew why he recruited me and my class. And so I wasn't really tripping about it because I started to figure out how the system worked and what they got to do to keep their job and to keep their uh Family fed, so I already knew how the system worked. I was just, I had to still stay respectful and just wait out the time. But I guess it all worked out, like I said. So yeah, I mean, you know, like you said earlier, you never imagined yourself in in Illinois before. And I think you know, Coach Jones, Coach Reddick, myself, we all came from from different parts of the country, yeah. you know. And I never thought I'd be in Illinois either. So me either. But uh, I'm two stakes over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I think at the end of the day, like, it, you know, it kind of worked out for the best. I mean, we all came here and uh, y'all talk about being two states over, man. How you think I feel? I'm a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I mean, I came from Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, but, you know, everybody up there is Patriots fans, whatever. But, uh, you know, I think the fact that we all ended up here you know, gave us a good opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think bringing you in, you know, I think the first, you know, you've been here, what, two weeks now? Two weeks. Yeah, and, I mean, in the two weeks that you've been here, I mean, 
all the guys on the team have kind of already, you know, gelled with you. Uh, you know, we've had good workouts with everybody and stuff. So I think, uh, you know, at whatever, whatever ended up bringing you here, I think it was for a good reason. I definitely think, uh, you know, like coach Jordan said, we're going to do great things, man. Like, uh, we're definitely happy to have you here. And it's, uh, you know, well, I mean, I'm excited to see what you're going to do. I am too. I t- I'm, I talk shit to you every day. <laughs> yeah. The only, and I don't talk stuff to you just to, you know, just to be talking stuff. It's just because I know your value. I know what you could probably do for us. Well, it really ain't no probably. I know what you can do for us. So let me ask you this. Now, I, I need to make sure my research, I did my right research now. Right. Is one of your greatest accomplishments rushing for over 200 yards? Uh, no, I actually, I actually hit, well, I actually hit 301 all purpose one game and mm-hmm. like, it was like 290, 297, 295 of rushing the pass with like six yard probably. So that's that's but, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking on when you just did this conditioning the other day, you seemed like you couldn't make it to three hundred yards all purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way you were dragging mm-hmm. across the finish line, you know, line. <laughs> you know how it is in a game where it is do or die. If you you gotta win, somebody gotta win, somebody gotta lose, and you just yep. gotta do what you gotta do for your team. Yep. It was one of them moments, but it was like that game. It was like a shootout because. We still end up losing like it was like forty five, forty nine. Ooh, yeah, that that hurts. That was a tough one. That yeah. hurts. You you did all that work and y'all still got the L. Yeah, like they score, I score. They score, I score. They score, I score. We ain't score one drive. They score, I score. Like it was it was crazy. So t- tell us a little bit about your your upbringing, because I mean, hearing you speak and hearing you talk about your thought process, you're you're very mature. Yes, it's be it is because you actually did two years in college and everything like that. But mm-hmm. even when you was talking about leaving high school, it still sounded like you had a real mature mindset. So just tell us a little bit just about your upbringing. Uh, so I started at Stoffer Academy in the tenth grade. I wasn't starting. I was like the fourth screen, fifth, and as the season went on. I got more carries, like I get eight carries, then I get more and more. And then one game I just started and had my first 100-yard game. And after that, it just kept getting better and better. Like my junior year, I rushed for 1,800, like 15 touchdowns, made all comfort, all that stuff. And then going into my senior year, COVID hit, I had most of half our team was at the field every day, even though COVID was out. Like, we were there because we knew we knew that we probably have a season, we probably not, but just in case we do, we're going to be there. And we were there every day, me, my quarterback, like the whole team. And I guess I just – I was so energetic and – Work, work, work that they just came on with it and latched on to me, and we just had a great season in the year. That, that's a form of good leadership, right? Because not always the leaders, 
the leaders aren't always the talkers. It's the ones that lead by example, right? Yeah. Um, so I ain't pretty much. I mean, I talk, but then I my strong fee. I wouldn't just say right. I wouldn't just talk, and I just had to. They had they had to see. They had to see. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So who's your biggest supporter even till this day? Give me a family member, a coach. And then maybe a player that supports you even till this day. Uh, a family member, my mom. She um, we argue all the time about who right, who wrong. But at the end of the day, I feel like she still she still gonna support me either either way if I play football or not. Uh, a coach. He coached me back in 2020, going into my senior year. Uh, coach Steven, Corey Steven, he coached for MRA right now in Madison. He a uh, wide receiver and, and a track coach. Uh, he spent countless hours, like, working with me, everything, talking to me, going through the whole route. Uh, Transfer portal process. He was talking to me, telling me to be patient because I'm, I'm really not a patient person. But through that process, I I didn't panic at all. Like I guess because I was just trying to. I want. I don't know. I guess God had it for me. Why I just didn't panic because I'm I'm really not a patient person. I mean, uh, I, I know we expect big things from you uh, this season. And I know uh, it's one of those things, you got to be patient through the hole, but you explode through it. Yeah. Right? Patient uh, a patient too, fast through. You ever heard that before? Nah, that's something when you new hit right the there. Huh? That's something new. Yeah. Okay. We're going to drop some terminology on you now. <laughs> <laughs> and let me ask you this. I know I know you're from Mississippi, and uh, when you came in, we already got a linebacker slash safety, Jamarcus, mm-hmm. who's on our team from Mississippi. Was it, like, good having somebody from your home state around? And, like, how did you guys – like, did you guys hit it off pretty much when you talk? Because I know, I know I give you guys a hard time sometimes, you know, how you how you say certain things or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, having that guy there, you know, how that how that correlate? Like, did that, you know, make you feel a little more at home? Was it nice having somebody from there? How, how was that? Uh, when I first got here and stuff, like, a couple of days, me and Jamarcus really ain't talk until – I think the first day in the weight room, and see, Jamarcus a Delta, a Delta boy. He from the Delta, like Greenwood, Sunflower. So don't let me find out y'all beefing. <laughs> y'all, y'all from different hoods, bro. Different nah. nah, the Delta boy, everybody know the Delta boy because they, they just freak athlete, like. But um, I had a. A friend at Bell Haven that him and Jamarcus was the uh, him and Jamarcus played together, and me and him was tight. Like that was the only person at Bell Haven I really just tell stuff about and tell going through my process. So once I told Jamarcus about that, and he he had already knew that I knew him. So after that, we just started handing off clicking. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, you know. Uh, Jamarcus definitely is, uh, you know, one of them freak athletes. But, uh, you know, 
hopefully, hopefully that's uh, one of the things you'll accomplish here as well. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think that's, that's awesome that you guys were able to bond over somebody that you knew as a former, you know, each had the same kind of friend, you know, came in, you know, we're able to get that thing going. Cause that's one of the things that I like here is that, you know, when I came in here, I didn't know anybody, you know, I, then I met coach Reddick, coach Jones, we hit it off real quick. All the guys on the team kind of, we gelled real quick. So I think it's important that, you know, only being here for two weeks and you kind of already have that feeling like, and I don't want to speak for you, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, some guys will say, I've only been here for so many times, but I feel like I've been here forever. You know, like that's how welcomed they felt. So, you know, hopefully we've made you feel that way. Yeah, it it do feel like a long time I've been here. But, um, I mean, I just go day by day until... You kind of homesick? Uh, some days. Yeah. Some days I get homesick, but once I get out of my room, I, I'll be straight then. But it just, you know, you had them days where, hey, man, wish I can go home. I can drive two hours. Bam. Yeah. But I I learned to accept it and just go with the flow. Yeah, and I mean, that you know, that's a normal thing for everybody. I mean, even to this day, I mean... I'm not going to say how old I am because, you know, I'm going to keep that on the low. But, uh, you know, I I still miss, you know, I still miss my mom on the East Coast. I still miss my daughter, you know, but we FaceTime every night and everything. So, you know, they know that we're here doing a purpose. And I think, you know, your family and friends know that as well. So, you know, we always like to say, you know, anytime you feel like, you know, you're homesick or whatever, you know, our office is always open, the gym, we get you in there. So, you know, but that's just a normal thing, man. Anybody coming in is going to have that feeling, and it's just like anything else in life. It's not that you're not going to face it. It's more how you face it and how you overcome it. So, you know, we'll get you there. Once that season starts, you ain't even going to be thinking about home. The only <laughs> home you're going to be thinking about is that end zone. Yeah, and, and definitely um, I can tell you this, uh, Mississippi boys big, built different. Uh, We're going to have to recruit Mississippi more often because uh, we two for two right now. And y'all, uh, men amongst boys. Yeah. Show is shit. I need to come back down there. Go <laughs> give me a couple more DBs, man. Real yeah. talk. But yeah. I got to ask. I got to ask. I got to ask. Yeah. Right? Because we aren't traditional football, right? Mm-hmm. We are sprint football. Did you have anybody that was like, no, don't take that chance on that, on sprint football? Uh, No. I mean, I it really was just like, uh, if you good, you good. You can go play anywhere. Like talent, a show. You just got you just got to perform. I really ain't care about if it's sprint football or just regular football because it's all the same. Yep, you just wanted to play. Yeah, I just really want to play. And then what helped more was. The scholarship, why I didn't have to pay so much, and there, there really was a big okay. I can, I can, cause my plans was to work and get a full ride. Like whatever I had to do, I was gonna do that to get a full ride. For my mom had to come out of pocket no more, mm-hmm. and that was that was a big that was a big thing that was that really brought me here. And plus you. Correll just he he was a, let me see how to put it 
Persistent. <laughs> Persuasive. <laughs> no, nah, he was just cool with it. He was like, you know, um, all the stuff I already knew, he seen it before he even seen me. Yeah. Like, I knew, I already knew, like, I want to be a leader. And he was telling me about that. I was just trying to see where his head was, where he was trying to have me to be. And and just well, I want to touch on something real quick about what you said about the scholarship. But the other thing I want to touch on real quick as well is that, you know, I think it's funny because even though, you know, we're defensive coaches mm-hmm. and you're an offensive player, like we still show interest in you and we still care about your progress and your process. Like, you know, just because you're running back, doesn't mean that we're like, oh, he's a running back. He's not on the defense. He's not on our side of ball. So, like, we don't care about him or anything like that. Like, we as coaches, we we try to be coaches, not defensive coaches, not a defensive line coach, but coaches overall. So I think the fact that, you know, you were kind of able to build that that relationship with, with Coach Reddick was awesome. But the other thing I want to talk about that you talked about real quick is, is the scholarships because – a lot of people don't understand that even with sprint football, we do offer scholarships like, and it's real, it's full football. This isn't seven versus seven, eight versus eight. We're out there tackling. Everything is legit the same, except we have a weight limit. So the fact that you are on scholarship and the fact that you can earn a full ride scholarship, I mean, that should be something that people understand sprint football offers. And that, and that scholarship covers majority of your costs. Right. So, I mean, you know, you're looking at what? Like, a, you know, let's say most people are spending $200,000 on a college education, and we have kids here who are maybe spending, you know, forty, you know, for a four-year education. You know, and we even offer kids the option to get their master's. So, I mean, you know, we don't just care about you as a football player, but we care about your success as an, as an athlete and a student. And we give you those options like, you know, so the fact that you know that you have the ability to come here, get your education, but also use football as a catalyst to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a, that's a really important thing. And like, like I said, the coaching, the relationship with you and Coach Reddick, despite the fact that, you know, he's a DB's coach and a defensive guy, you know, you still are able to have that kind of relationship. Uh, I, I would also like to say, like, um, we're not just preparing you guys for football games. We're preparing mm-hmm. you guys for the world, right? Yeah. When you guys graduate from a four-year college and you get that degree, right, now let's make a decision. Are we going into the job field or are we getting our master's, right? That's and that's also, that's also an option too. Like if you stay and get your master's, you can keep playing, you know? Um, so I think that's a big thing too about sprint football. Um, you can continue to play past that four-year part, and uh, get your master's, right, to better yourself. It's true. Like, to this day, I still don't understand the different why. I understand it's a weight limit, but I still think sprint football, regular football, is all the same. Like, it's nothing different about it. We got special team, offense, defense, all three phases of the game. You got uh, – it's not like you can – Got so much time to pass the ball, or you know, different rules. It's still football. So yeah, and I, and I mean, I, I like that that about it. you said that. Like you're the player, so your perspective 
is obviously a little different from ours as as far as coaches and recruiting because we can sit here and say, you know, this is how it is, this is what it is, but until the player actually sees it for themselves and understands it, it's like a totally different thing, you know, and it's like I get – like I'm not by any means saying that, you know, football is like the military, but I think, you know, if you look at the military, when guys go through boot camp, right, Mm -hmm. they go in there – and they might be one person when they go in, but they're a whole nother person when they get out. And everybody in boot camp isn't going to all be doing the same job. You That's know, true. they all graduate from boot camp and go on to their separate individual skilled positions and schools and whatnot. So I think it's the same here. You know, we bring you in as a certain person and hopefully we get you out of here as a better person. And it don't matter offense, defense, special teams, whatever. We're still a team. It's not until you graduate college where you go on to your own individual things, but hopefully we made that better for you and easier for you, and that football was just the catalyst that made that happen. One thing I would like to say, too, uh, just to raise awareness of it, people question sprint football, right? But nobody questioned the Canadian Football League. They got 12 people on the field. Literally. And they guys go in motion. Literally. Arena football, you cut the field in half. You got That's a wall true. around the field. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say is, you know, I've coached Pop Warner. I played Pop Warner. And I remember back in the day, I couldn't even play Pop Warner for the first year because they had a weight limit. Yeah. And and I was heavier than what they, they required. So that wasn't fake football. That was still real football. Right. It, they just, you know, they just want to make it a little more even. And it wasn't until my, I think my eighth grade year, um, they didn't have that as a, uh, a restriction. But the point is, is that regardless of what the weight was, it was still football. So I think that's a huge thing that, you know, once people can wrap their mind around that and overlook that little one thing that they'll realize that sprint football is just as competitive, just as passionate and just as much football as any other league or division in this country. Yeah, that's true. Cause when, when I was in a transfer portal, I actually had more offers coming out of coming out of high school, and nobody helped me with it. Like I got all them offers by myself in high school. It was like I I can't even explain it, but it was like I guess the coach was trying, but it was. You felt like he could have did more. Yeah, he he could have. I know he could have did more because it just don't make sense of how uh, players after me get uh, scholarships and stuff. It just and they get full rides to like a JUCO or um uh a D one or a D two. Like it just didn't make sense. But I can say that I did have more offers coming out of uh, come entering the transfer portal than, than coming out of high school. Which makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's just the way, that's just the nature of the beast, you know. Kind of like when you leave in high school, it's not really on you. It's more on that coach. Mm-hmm. But I also like to tell players that are leaving high school, like, promote yourself. Put yourself out there. Get that exposure, right? Post on Twitter. DM coaches. Even if you got to DM 20,000 times, just DM them. But you know what's crazy? 
talking about that, how many of these kids are misled and misguided? They're a lot. Not, they're not told to do that. No. Right? They're, yeah. they're, they're told by their coach, oh, I, I handle it, or this school only want to talk to these three players and not you, and when in reality, that coach probably did actually want to talk to you. Yeah, it's too many favorites yeah. as well. Yeah, and and I, that, and, that's yeah. true too because I know for a fact um, a coach called one day at my old school. Yeah. I know for a fact he called and I ain't hear back from him no more. Mm-hmm. But you didn't get to – you didn't get to talk to him one on one, but you knew somebody called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I feel like we're we're, we're going to talk about this more in our next episode. Uh, but you know, I know I'm going to hurt some feelings right now, but you know, this is unspoken, so I'm going to say it. Say it. Uh, but and and if you take this offensive, then you're that guy. Say right? it. So, high school coaches mm-hmm. they need to take more responsibility, mm. right? One, they need to teach their kids what the proper way of recruiting is supposed to be. Well, two, they need to stop playing favorites, right? Wow. If you got that one kid that's got all them offers, guess what? You still got a bunch of other seniors on your team that are just as good that helped that kid throughout the season. So promote him as well. Preach. And three, just stop telling kids it's D1 or bust. Like that's just not reality. Like this is a numbers game. And the, the reality is, is the, the very few of the few – are going to get to those D1 schools. A very few of those few are going to even make it to the league. So we got to start thinking about opportunities, possibilities, and realities. And when you're selling a false idea, you're only hurting the kid. Like at the end of the night, it's not you who has to suffer the consequences of the decision that kid made. It's that kid. So help him make the right decision, not your decision. Because like I said, even high school athletes going into college – and playing football, even that's a low number. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have an opportunity, and not only do you have an opportunity, but you have a school that's not only willing to help you pay for it, but also help you get your master's. I say this all the time to people. Football has a time frame. Education does not. So when football ends, which it's going to end for everybody, that's just a, yeah. that's just the reality of it, it's over. So – Enjoy the time you have. Make the most of it because that education is going to be what dictates your life. Football yep. is going to help it, but the degree that you earn at the end of the day, that should be what's important. Not not these coaches saying, oh, well, if you don't go D1, if you don't go D2, if you don't go D3, NAIA, it ain't football. Like That in itself right there is the biggest misconception mm-hmm. that ruins more kids' opportunities than actually coming and playing a sport itself. Yeah, and that narrative needs to change, right? right? Every high school coach, or let me not say every, but a lot of high school coaches want to say, oh, I got this guy to the D1 school, right? It doesn't matter if they didn't graduate, right? Mm. Or right. didn't play. Or right. didn't play. Mm. Yeah. Like, mm. I got I got two friends right now. Um, they're just supposed to be signed Wednesday, but they got their offers pulled because they didn't commit in time. And that was their only offers. Oh, yeah. we're going to talk about that then. We're yeah. we, we, we going to talk about that off the air. What's there yeah. to think about? The crib university or that school? Which, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, at the end of the day, like I tell kids all the time, you got to make the best opportunity and the best decision for you and your family. And 
even sometimes, and once again, I know I'm going to hurt some feelings, but if your feelings are hurt, you're the person that's saying this. Hurt them. Like, R- ruffle new feathers. Yeah, stop being the parent living vicariously through your kid. Yep. Like, just because you didn't go D1 or you didn't go D2, don't be like Coach Reddick says, that uncle at the picnic talking about, well, you know, in my day, I was that guy. Back in my day, I, re- I rushed for 500 yards in one game. <laughs> I, I could have went to college and played, but, you know, them coaches were sleeping on me. Man. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing. And and, I, and I'm getting a little off topic, which we're going to talk about this in our in the next episode. But, you know, that that whole concept, like, it's not that you didn't have an opportunity. You did. It, it's just you listened to the wrong people, mm-hmm. and they steered you in the wrong direction. It's true. So – Listen to people who are telling you do what's best for you, not what's best for me, because at the end of the day, you could fail and my life is still going to go on. You succeed. My life's still going to go on the way it is. I should have your best interest in mind. And if I don't, then I shouldn't even be on your radar. Yep. And uh, another fun fact uh, about me when I was going through that high school to college to where I'm at now. When I was my last my last game in high school, I didn't even supposed to have played that game. Like I was my ankle was so messed up that they tried I got out I got in a boot that night. Like they put me in a boot because I couldn't walk on it. And I tried to get back in that game and get back in it, but he wouldn't let me. Uh, when it, I think I took, I tried to come back off it fast. Like every day, I was trying to do something, and it was hurting. It was hurting every day. Like I had to ice it, put in the ice bucket, and I guess, I guess it was all worth it because at the end of my senior year. I um I broke the school rushing record by like seventeen yards. Congratulations! Yeah, he had an extra year over me too. Hey. He did it in four, and I had three years. It was like forty six hundred, forty six hundred, something like that. Yeah, and then and that was that was like that was one of the biggest moments. Uh, on my football career, yeah, even after signing somewhere or going commend somewhere, that moment right there, I knew that I shouldn't. I I had made a mistake of choosing where I wanted to go. And see, I'll say this about you, CJ, without getting into too much detail about uh, things. The reason why I asked you a lot of those questions mm-hmm. in our DMs and things like that is because I've seen a lot of you in me. Well, I've seen a lot of me in you, technically, mm-hmm. right? Not as far as, like, a playing career because, I mean, you play running back, I play DB. Yeah. But as far as, like, transferring and then, you know, going to your initial school and figuring out things ain't what it actually seemed. yeah. Right, so I knew from the jump talking to you that all you wanted was an opportunity, mm-hmm. and I wanted to give you that opportunity. I, I tell people all the time, I didn't start a college game until my junior year, until I was at my third school. I was at Ottawa. 
And the reason why I started is because I was able to play corner safety and technically like nickel, right? But I knew again that all you wanted was an opportunity to play, showcase your skills, and do what you can do. Which again, now that you're here and I see your work ethic and all that in the weight room, on the field, and et cetera, I know I made the right decision on following through with getting you here. Yeah, because um, I was, uh, it was so crazy because I was like, dang, I got a chance. I was looking up, sprint football, before when you had hit me back. And I was like, dang, I got I got a chance to get on scholarship. I had I already had it planned out. I was gonna work my way up. Cause it's not nothing. I don't it don't bother me starting from the bottom. Like I did it all my life. It, it didn't phase me at all. And I was like, if I get this opportunity, if he offer me, I'm going. I can't I can't wait around for somebody else. That I ain't even got yet. Man. And they ain't even tip back. So I was like, I'm going to take this chance. You know, if it might be the right one. It might be the wrong. But it was nothing will hurt taking a chance. Sure won't. And I'm, gl- I'm glad you took that risk because, again, now that you're here, we as coaches feel like you can do great things next year. And we we, we hoping for great things next year. And, yeah. and you have that success that you did. Back in the day, right? I know yeah. it's going to take a minute. It's probably going to take a while for you to get your groove back and things like that. But yeah. it ain't nothing to get none of that back. Nah. And remember, anything you do on game day, mm-hmm. it's history. History. <laughs> Say it slow. History. <laughs> yeah. And you know, hey, at the end of the day, history <laughs> ends up being his story. Right? So at yeah. the end of the day, your story is the history that you're going to be making. So, but, uh, Hey, we, we're getting to, a, to the hour time limit here. So I just wanted to say, uh, thank you to everybody for listening. I want to thank CJ for, uh, coming out and giving his, uh, his intake on how it's been so far. And I just got to give a shout out to, uh, my, my friend here, Jam set Cleveland. You got to check out her podcast, sports mom university. She usually airs on Tuesdays at eight 30 to nine central standard time. Uh, she's a she's a great person. She's doing big things. I also want to give a shout out to Calling Plays with Callie, representing that ATL. ATL baby. She also yeah. got her thing going on too. So uh, just keep keep representing, keep listening to us. Let's let's get things going for these kids. And I just want to finish here. One of my favorite quotes is from Michael Jordan. It says, "Some people want to want it to happen. Some people wish it would happen, and others make it happen." So anybody out there, you got a dream, you want to make things happen. Let's make things happen. God bless. Yeah, God bless everybody. Let's go. Have a good one.